You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath gotten that he hath purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, therefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling the election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to focus on these next four verses as we go this morning. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I put off this, my tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye might be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the group that's here this morning. Father, we just pray for the teachers this morning as we bring forth the word and just ask that you uh, be with those that are in attendance. Let their hearts be open. Father, bind Satan and the evil one this morning, that he not be able to pluck the seed of your word. Father, we thank you, Lord, in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, as we, and, and, I'm, and I want to preface this by saying I'm not taking shots at Pastor White. But I'm also not trying to suck up to Pastor White as we go through. So, with that said, <clears throat> there are two famous phrases that we often hear. One is, in closing, and we all know what that means. And the other one is, let's review. And the one thing that I admire Pastor White about is that we spend a lot of time in review. And if you're here on Wednesday night, sometimes half his, especially now that we've been going through Satan and the 26 lessons that we've been on, we go back to square one, bring everybody up to speed. But why do we review? I mean, why do we go through that? Well, I think it's simple. One of it's, it's his job. He knows that, and, and most teachers know, that sometimes the attention span of those that are in class may not always be there. That their mind may off, be traveling off to some other place or some other thing and may miss a key point. So it's always important to review. And that's what he's trying to do. And, and how often do we forget? I, I bet if I ask you what we preached, what Pastor preached about last week without grabbing your notes, you might have a hard time. And part of that is, you know, just with the way things go, how busy we seem to be, other things that take our minds off it. I mean, I will sit sometimes and have a thought that I got to do something, grab my phone, send myself a message to not forget to do something. And, of course, some of that happens at the most worst times where I get this thought, and sometimes it's in church where I go, oh, my goodness, where did that come from? So... The Bible also talks a lot about the importance of remembering and being reminded of the truth. 
And one thing that I don't know if we ever, we take some things for granted. And especially here in our church, we are very, very blessed by not only having a pastor that has a heartfelt for the truth, but it also funnels down from the ladies that teach in the ladies' class to Ben and the teens to all the teachers that work in the Sunday school classes to the fill-ins. Um, you never sit back and go, oh, am I going to get truth today? I mean, we are blessed in the fact that when somebody stands up at either here or up there or in a classroom, we can be, we have a, a lot of confidence that can say, we're going to get the word of God. And that's, and sometimes, you know, we take that for granted when you look at what happens in some other churches, what you hear on the radio, what you read on the internet. You're like going, what in the world are you doing? What Bible are you reading? It's just not there. So as we focus on 12 through 15, the key there is a sound teacher. And that's kind of where, as I put this together, I went from talking, I was going to talk about remembrance and remembering to let's talk about sound teachers. So matter, no matter where you are at in the Lord, we need sound teachers to remind us about the basics of truth. And I can probably say in the last numbers of years that I've been with Pastor White, and I've heard a message or two that it's repeated itself. But that's good because God has always had something there for me. So no matter what, what the topic is, it could be, oh, we're going to talk about courtship again, or are we talking about devotions again? There's always something there that God's going to use through that message to get me back on track. And I hope it's the same for you. That's what a sound teacher does. He keeps us on the course. You know, I just finished wrestling season. Wrestling season for me just ended a couple weeks ago. But as I see kids and getting them prepared and knowing that you look at some teams that are very, very good, there are things that have, they have a coaching staff that's been uh, there for a long time. You've got guys that know what's going on. I made a mention to one of the other officials as we were watching a team tournament two weeks ago or last weekend is that when I started out, you might get a head coach and an assistant coach. Same with football. You might have a couple of coaches. Now, if you don't have a coaching staff of 10 at least, you're like, you're behind the time. So as, as teams improve, and, and that's kind of where we are as a church, is that we have a team full of teachers that are like coaches that are helping us get better as a church. So I look at characteristics of a sound teacher. So the first one we're going to look at is sound teachers are always ready to remind us of what we already know. And that's the nice thing, you know, is, is, is for our kids that have come up, for those of us that have been here, a lot of what we get are things that we already know. You know, as, as a person competes in sports, yeah, they're taught a new technique or they're taught a way to shoot a basketball. But then it becomes reminding us of what we're supposed to do, what the proper mechanics are. And the same thing happens with a true teacher here. Reputa rep not reputation, repetition, thank you, is the key to learning. It's doing it over and over and over again. Look at our kids in our school. I mean, we just, if, if it was so easy for Mr. Pierce just to go, this is the, this is the principle or this is the, the lesson, here it is, I'm done, and the kids got it, how much easier would his life be? You know, and the same thing with Pastor White. As he sets up and he gives us 
if he could just go out and, and share a truth and be done with it, and we'd all have it, and we'd all be spiritual-minded and be able to go from there, I don't know what he'd do the rest of the week, you know. <laughs> I, I would assume he'd eat some. Don't give me that look. You know, and, and just the preparation that, that goes into it. The Bible often repeats the truth in itself. I mean, that's, that's a place to go back and look to, is what does the Bible do? Well, for example, the Ten Commandments, it's first stated in Exodus 20. But you know it's repeated again in Deuteronomy 5. First and Second Chronicles go over much of the same history that is found in First and Second Samuel. So a lot of it's, it's repeated. It's somebody going back to what's there. The Old Testament prophets, they all preached the similar message. You know, it was either repentance, it was get back, you know, get to turn away from what they were doing to go back to know the Lord. It's the same thing here. It's, it's a constant reminder. There's an old quote, and I couldn't find who said it, but I, I, I've heard it so many times I, I know it. It goes, if we don't learn from history, then we're doomed to repeat it. And that's the key of a good sound teacher is that they're bringing us back. They're bringing us back to the truth. And if we go, again, we go back to <clears throat> verse 12. It says, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in present truth. So Peter knew that the people that he was writing to knew the truth. They'd heard it before, but yet he knew that he had to keep bringing it up and reminding them and reminding them so that they would continue to walk with the Lord. Same is true in the New Testament. The Gospels are all in similar content. There are some differences because you've got different views of what's there, but Jesus or God used those men in the Gospels to convey a constant message so that you can read Matthew, Luke, John, and you can see a similar pattern all along. Jesus and his messages often repeats the same lessons. Philippians 3.1 says this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. 1 Timothy 1.6 says this, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gifts of God, which is in thee by putting on my hands. So again, it's a constant reminder of the basic truth that we know and then learning some more as we go along. I'll ask this question. How many of you have kids? Yeah, quite a few of you. Have you ever had to tell your child more than once? How many times do I need to tell you this? <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't tell you how often I've run that down when I expect a, you know, it would be great if I could tell one of my darling children, hey, don't do that, and then never have to worry about it again. You know, it's basically, hey, don't do that. Hey, why are you doing that? Hey, stop doing that. Knock it off, you're going to hurt yourself. You know, it's the same thing. It would be great if our kids could learn the same way, but we all know from parents, um, it takes a lot of time to, to I was going to say beat that in, but, you know, <laughs> get that into their, into their mindset. That's a shortcut. <laughs> Sound teachers emphasize the basic truth of the Christian life. And again, it goes back to the same mindset. Peter often brings his readers back to the basics. If we went back through, and we will in a little bit, go back through 1 through 11, there's the basic truths. You know, if, if just for example, if you look at verse 5, and it says, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance and to temperance, patience, 
and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. I mean, a progression of basic truth, taking us as a reminder to where we want to go. Again, it's things that we know. It's the basic truths that are in us that we should know, that we've probably heard, but it's a reminder of how to basically put them into practice. False teachers, we talk a lot about false teachers. You know, they have a tendency to lure people away by talking about a new truth or something that sounds very interesting. I had a dear friend of mine years ago that was a pre-trip, believed that we were going to be gone, most like all of us do, that we're not going to go through the tribulation. Those of us that have an acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Savior, we know that the, that the, sound, that the horn's going to sound, we're going to be raised up in heaven, we're going to be raptured away from this earth before any of this has. This guy started reading some books from a well-known author, and it began to bring a new, a different light, a new light, where it got him thinking, you know, and that's got him off on a whole different track. Same thing happens as we go along in our lives. If we're not reminded of the basic truths, that it's easy for us to be sucked into a different mindset. You know, Joel Osteen, and, and I'm not promoting him in any sense of the way, but we've talked about him from a number of times, is that he preaches a, a gospel that people want to hear. It's something that they're ready to turn away from what the Word of God has to say, from the basic truth of Scripture, because it tickles their ears. It gives them, oh, if it's coming from him, then it must be true. And that's what, again, we as a church are so blessed in the fact that anytime anyone here opens the word, we know the truth is there. Again, in 12 through 15, reminds us of what they knew. The basics are covered in verses 1 through 11. We kind of talked about that. The gospel involves faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's where, that's where everything starts. For our lives to begin as Christians, it starts with that basic knowledge of Jesus Christ. In verse 3, it says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. I mean, it's at that point of salvation that gives us everything that we need to have. It's there. It's then it just begins to be expounded. It's like it's like a flower. It's like anything else. It starts with a seed, and then it blooms. And it's the same thing with our Christian lives. We start out as saved. I mean, we're on fire. We're ready to go, but we don't have anything to go base it off of. And that's why it's important to disciple young people. And I know we talked about it yesterday about working. The teens are working on a discipleship class to help them not only to learn to be to become disciples of Jesus Christ. And that's something we all need to do. We need to work in our lives to be better disciples. It's not just get saved, set in, set in the pew, take in everything, and let it go from there. In verse 4, it says, Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. Study what those promises are. I mean, I won't take time this morning, because I'll let Pastor do that as he goes along. But the promises of God, they're innumerable. That by the yet... By these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world through lust. I mean, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, 
we often don't realize just what we've walked away from, what God has turned us away from, what he has saved us from. Pastor talked a lot about that on Wednesday night, about what's in store for those that don't know Jesus Christ. For us that do, we don't have to worry about that. We are given all sufficient resources to add to our faith, and that's what we just read in verses 5 through 7. I mean, the basic truth gives us that stepping stone, how we're to improve from one step to another step. I mean, again, it's that sound truth. It's that teacher that takes the time to bring us back, to remind us, to encourage us to move forward. And then they, we are reminded of the benefits in verses 8 through 11. For if these things be in you and abound, and abound they make you that ye shall be neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he is purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the benefit. It's, it's when, we, when if we don't take and we are not reminded of the basic truths, and we don't grasp those truths and continue to put those into practice, we often have a tendency to slip. You know, we've talked about, I know, why young people, once they get out of, out of their parents' homes, why do they not come back to church in some cases? And I've got that problem with a couple of my children. You know, they were brought up from birth right through, you know, early 20s, knowing the truth, had the truth installed in them, given the direction that they needed to be, yet when they went to make a decision, they fell back. They turned their, their, they've turned their back on God. It's, it grieves our hearts every time we think of that, as, as Pansy and I are their parents, because we know we gave them the basics. We knew, we know that from all the teaching that they had in this church, that they had what they needed to be successful. Some of my other children, they've, they've grasped those truths, and they're, they're following what the Lord has for them, but not all. And that's, that's a concerning, and that's part of the constant reminder that we all need to know it's by his grace that we're where we are. That it wouldn't take much, I think, for any of us that if something happened in our lives to go, you know what, I don't need this. You know, somebody's mean to us, somebody doesn't say very nice. All of a sudden, you know, we have a, um, a falling out with one of our brethren in the church. And it's like, I'm not going back. You know, and then it just, it's a constant falling back from there. That's why you need to make sure that we have those basic truths in our hearts. And that's why, again, back to our teachers, back to our pastor, that he's instilling that in our lives so that doesn't happen. Sound teachers are, are in earnest because they know they have a short time to serve the Lord. And what I mean by short time is that when you look at our weekly schedule, how much time are we here? You know, we're here for, we get a half an hour probably for Sunday, Sunday school. We get... 45 minutes to an hour and a half for Sunday morning, depending on what a role he's in. Sorry, just stating the obvious. You know, Sunday night, you know, is prayer time in most cases, which is an important part of our service. And Wednesday, you know, we get 45 minutes there. So you take that amount of time compared to what your weekly your week's about. Unless you're doing it yourself, you're not exposed. You know, you're not going to get the basic truths a lot. So those sound teachers know that they have in that short window 
a small time frame to try to make an impact in your life. You know, that's why I thought it was funny when Pastor made that comment yesterday, is that, you know, we come in here and, you know, we should be excited, we should be all keyed up to listen to hear what's going on, and some of us struggle. I used to be that way. I mean, that's till I started taking notes in, in, in service, it would, there'd be times where I'd just, I'd zone out. You know, I admit it. That's why I sat in the very back, hiding behind Doug Raby so Pastor couldn't see me. That's why I sat behind him at those times. Now I sit in front of him so I can't get away with it. But in verse 13, 14, it says, We realize that time is short, that some of us are getting older as well. But the time that we have each other is very, very short. Because Peter knew that his life was coming to an end. He knew that his opportunity to have an influence in believers' lives were coming to an end. So he wanted to take advantage of that time to make sure that he was there. You know, so good teachers, they find a way to use their time wisely. They try to take and compress and try to give you as much meat, as much as they can to get you involved, to get you to grasp it so that when you walk out of here, you want more of it. And that's the key of, of from there. You know, we're pilgrims. We're just passing through. You know, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but things which are not seen. For things which are seen are temporal, but things which are not seen are internal. I mean, that's the key. It's to take not just what we see out that we can see because we know those are, those are short-term, but it's what we learn. It's what we get from these sound teachers will help us in our internal walk with the Lord. Sound teachers are diligent to awaken their students to remember the essential truths that will guide them long after they leave the class. And that's the key. I mean, what pastor does for us, <coughs> excuse me, is he's preparing us. He, if he could get us and have us protected so that when we walk out these doors, any attack would just bounce off us like bullets on a shield, you know, that they would never get through. But he knows that's not going to happen. So he needs to prepare for us, as all the other teachers do, from our preschool kindergartners up through our adult classes, we're trying to help prepare you for what's going to happen when, out, when you don't walk outside the door. I mean, those of us that have been at a family camp or those that were at teen camp, you know, to get away from the world and just be able to focus on spiritual things, you walk away from that week and you are on a high. You know, I don't need a drug. I don't need any kind of drugs to give me that kind of high. You walk out of there and you're like, oh, this is great. And as soon as you walk in the house, it's gone. I mean, it's disasters happen, and all of a sudden, all the spiritual stuff that you've worked on all week has kind of gone out the window. But you know that it's there to pull yourself back to. You know, in verse 13, it says, Yea, I think it meet, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. To stir you up, it means to arouse. It means to awaken. It means to get you ready, get you enthused about what's going to happen next. You know, Jesus told Peter, James, and John to stay alert in the garden. I mean, Jesus Christ tells them that. You would think that they hear that, no problem. Yet, they couldn't stay awake. They fought and fell into temptation and fell asleep. Where am I lost to? So, sound teachers are diligent to awaken their students to remember the essential truths that will guide them long after that teacher's gone. 
you know, think about back when you were in school. Is there a teacher that inspired you? What did they do to make you want to learn? You know, not so much in gym class, but, you know, was there a, another class that you had, you know, that all of a sudden that class, that you, you looked forward to going to class. And you looked forward to setting in because either made it fun, they made it interesting, they made it didn't seem like it was, you were learning. And that's the same thing here. When we walk into service, we should be excited. We should be going, what does pastor have for us today? What does our Sunday school teacher have for us today? I mean, we should just come in like a giant sponge, just waiting to take it all in, looking for what's there, looking for how we can get back to the basic truths. So, in closing, I promise this won't be a half hour. No matter where you are with the Lord, we need someone, some teacher, to remind us of the basic truths of faith. Plain and simple fact, you know, and that's, again, we are so blessed here that we can walk into any classroom. And I challenge you, if you don't believe me, go sit in a class. Go sit in one of the kids' class. Hear the, what the word of God is being preached. Why, ask your children when you get them home, hey, what'd you learn today? You know, they're going to turn around and they're going to be able to spew out some basic truth. That's the, that's the blessing that we have of having a sound doctrine, having teachers to get there. However, with all being said, you just can't rely on your teachers. You know, it's your responsibility. It's your requirement that you need to go in and search the scriptures to make sure what the teacher says is actually truthful. You know, Pastor White will sit there and go, don't believe me? He says, this is God's word. Go check it out, you know, and, and it's true with any of us, you know, look, see it, search it out, you know, it's there, that truth is there, and that's what you need to do. You also need to take time to learn and grasp those basic truths by spending your own time in God's word. If you're counting on your time here, well, then you're sadly going to shortchange yourself, just like an athlete. It's not just going to practice to get them where they're going to get to. It's the extra time conditioning. It's the extra time in the weight room. It's the extra time studying film. It's those kind of extra things that needs to be done to make them a stellar athlete. It's the same thing you as a Christian. If you just do the basics, that's all you're going to be as a basic Christian. If you really want to be an outstanding Christian that can serve the Lord and be used by him, prepare spend time getting ready you need to memorize key portions of, of scripture I'm bad at that I will admit that here I I just can't seem to get it I mean I've tried and tried and I remember part of it and it's gone you know, I'll blame it on concussions when I was a kid you know. it's all gone it's all scrambled or I can blame it on my kids which would be a good they just rattle you anyways but you know when you get into a situation and you need to you know, you don't have your Bible with you, and you need to grasp that truth. If you study and memorize those key portions of Scripture, you can never go wrong with the Word of God. Last, you need to pray for guidance. In everything we do, we need to pray. We need to pray for our teachers. We need to pray for our church. We need to pray that as we come into a, we come into a, a, a Sunday school lesson, 
for service or wherever, there our hearts are open and ready to receive what God has for us. And with that sound teacher giving you that basic knowledge and even a little then some to challenge you to make the next step, your Christian life should be that much more beneficial. Matt, close the door for You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.